that. So. Ooh. Yeah. So, like we said before, dating in ATL, ghetto. But it's, it's what you make it, honestly. Like, I know I joke around a lot, but it really is what you make of it. Do you think dating in ATL was different living in ATL or moving to ATL and, and finding, like, that whole new pool of people? Because, Josh, you're from New York Tuesday. I forgot. Where are you from again? Trinidad and City. Yeah, what she said. So, um, <laughs> in two places at the same time. Shout out to the um, Trinidad Massive. <laughs> we're gonna, I gotta get into that too. Uh, yeah, so again, coming from New York, right? A lot of when I came down to Atlanta, some school in Atlanta as well, right? We get there, you're just exposed to a completely different set of people, different set of, of, of different mindset, different looks, flavors, and things. Especially like I grew up in upstate New York, so there wasn't a whole lot to uh pick from where I lived. Get into Atlanta, especially going to freshman year college, it was just pool of just endless possibilities but i didn't get to date as like a true adult in atlanta so that experience was was i didn't get that i didn't get that at all so my my experience i moved down there i met my wife when i was 10 she was 12 we're back in new york i'm gonna try to make this long story short knew each other for a very long time but we didn't start dating until i had moved down there um freshman year of college so we started we like reconnected a little bit probably like the last week i'll say my freshman year and then we started kind of dating from there so then like since then we've been dating for been together for that whole time so i didn't date when i was in atlanta i was just a young college kid having fun at the time really interested in what your experiences were Mm. and i'll come back and forth in terms of like all right well here's where mine differed because again think of me just walking out straight out of high school going down to atlanta seeing all the beautiful women that are out there and just having these great experiences, but in a young state where nothing was going to be serious and then boom, falling in love with someone that you've known forever. So then you miss that whole, like, you know, I missed the whole Tinder phase. I missed every, everything after that. Like, Tinder. <laughs> yo, but, but that's a, that's an, that's an era. That's a, those things happen to people. People have those experiences. Right. And, I still talk to people now who are like, yo, I'm trying to find somebody out here. Like, there's no way to find them, especially on the apps, because there was a time where like, you could actually do that and it would work. But then, now nah, that's dead. Um, so my experience is yeah. completely different, but always interested to hear more about how everyone else's experience is different from mine. Go ahead, Tuesday. I'll let you... Uh... Tuesday, it's I'm women. really interested in yeah, yours. It's, it's Women's Month, so I'm a... Yeah, it's actually, it's Women's first. Day, so, you know, the, the, the right way to approach this is to actually let you go ahead and uh, speak on that first. So, I'm going to first introduce everyone to the word representative before I tell you my story. Okay. Um, and the representative is the individual who shows up. This is the individual who you have to engage with before you truly get to who you're talking to. And it might take weeks, months, or days, but that's what it is. My dating experience in Atlanta has been a 50-50. And I know me and Josh talked about this before, but it's been a 50-50, right? And it's not, no, 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 I'll give it a 70-30. And I'm going to give it a 70-30 because I have been grabbed. Um, I have been called a biatch. 
I have been told the most beautiful lies. Um, I've, I've had some interesting experiences and I've dated um, outside of my race. I've dated inside of my race. I have been to Taco Bell or Fogo de Charles or, you know, the ocean air or wherever. And Atlanta makes it extremely easy and accessible for, it makes it easy one, for women to not recognize our power, right? It makes it <coughs> not recognize how much authority we hold in the way me against two men on this podcast, but it makes it easy for us to not recognize. We're not how against this. We're not against you. Yeah, no, don't be that not way. Against you. Okay, all so my how, first how dates, you... all my first dates are at Slice. <laughs> so put it like this. I'll put it like this. I am a firm believer <clears> that <throat> um, a very large amount of how men behave with women, right? I am a firm believer, regardless that there were more men than us or not. I'm a firm believer that if women would just have a lot more. Uh, boundaries a lot more um gusto about themselves a lot of these men wouldn't be able to do what they do it's very easy to move from one to the next in atlanta it is not complicated and it's not hard but we make it so easy and a lot of it has to do with our history our past our upbringing and our experiences but for me i say that because for me i meet all kinds man i meet all kinds and all kinds of places clubs restaurant gas station church grocery store with my kids without my kids I meet all kinds and the one thing I've learned over the years is men don't like disappointment they don't like to be told no and there's some of them that are very mature and can handle the hey I'm good but one in particular the gas station called me a whole bitch just because I didn't want to talk to him get in the car just didn't want to talk to him right so it's very 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 easy um for them to just move to the next so it's not complicated to be a disrespectful man. It's not complicated to be just leaving a lot to be desired in Atlanta. Like I could be a whole pimp and get away with it in Atlanta. You could. <laughs> yeah. See, I was on the other side of that fence. So let me throw this in there. There are also um, some men and based on what you just explained, you've been with your wife for an eternity, which is a compliment. And I think it's great. And that's a whole nother episode to go through. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. That is a whole nother episode right there. It's but, right. Um, but no, there's, there's some, something there's some I'm missing, Steel. <laughs> nah, it's, she's going to listen to this. I don't want her to think, you know, we talked about putting people on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? We, oh, you're not trying bro, to get put I don't want to knock them off. You gotta, you're not bro. trying to get put on top of the car in the garage, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you try to need a new place to live <laughs> but no like it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing um i don't know it just takes time man i think everybody needs their whole phase everybody needs to go through and figure out who they are what they want what they like and what they don't like yeah. i just think a lot of people don't afford themselves that opportunity and so we're just bumping around from place to place you know some people are more into the physical of things some people are more into the you know what can you do for me like the the quality of a man, the quality of a woman, is it doesn't seem to be something that we're interested in until we get through the facade of what you can do and what you look like, right? It is, it's, it's just, it's really disappointing and really sad. And I say myself included because I do not want to be with someone who is not aesthetically pleasing to me, mm -hmm. right? And I will yeah. get that same thing in return. 
but it's just really disappointing that there's so many beautiful and I hope every man hears me say this there's some beautiful men out here and they're just dumb and dumb in the sense of like not recognizing value you know what I'm saying I don't want to hear about no ride or die I want to hear about my my partner I want to hear about my my dude I want to hear about my one you know I want to hear about the person that you know no matter what that's my person Mm -hmm. It's difficult. It's very, very, very difficult. And we had one episode on the power we were talking about once you have a person like that, you decide what you want your relationship to look like. Even if before you decide what you want it to look like, if you want to be a swinger, if you want to have an open relationship, right? But trust is such a hard thing to gain and give because once it's broken, I don't know how it is for men. Women don't, we, we, we catalog things like it's nobody's business. I can tell you when you hurt me the first time, I can tell you exactly how and what you did. I can only speak for women. I can't speak for men. I have a question for you. Go ahead. I I apologize for interrupting because you were, you was bubbling just now. No, I appreciate it. We can't let that keep happening either. Then we're going to be down 30. Yeah, for real, for real. So my only question is, if you, if ladies uh catalog right at such a high rate and then when a guy does it it's kind of taken a different way you know what i mean it's the the view of that is not very uh acceptable so to speak because you i guess it's frowned upon for us, you know what I mean? And the thing about that type of stuff is like what's frowned upon? Hold on, what's frowned upon? So let's say, um, let's say I hurt Tuesday's feelings five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's never gonna forget that, especially it depends on how it happened, when it happened, all that stuff is remembered, right? When if she returns that same favor, it hurts mine. Like it, it almost comes off as if I should just get over it. You know what I mean? Like I've I've heard I've heard a lot of that in in conversations, and mm-hmm. you know I've experienced it also. You know what I mean? So it's like, wait. I understand that I hurt you, you know, and I did apologize. I I understood I was remorseful. And it's like, I have to work a lifetime to, to, to correct that. However, you hurt me and it's almost as if it didn't count. You know what I mean? So that's one of those things that's just like, damn, like you can't want dudes to, you know, be a little bit more, open with their emotional set state and and then not give them just a little something to work with when they try to be open you know what I mean they're like if I'm trying to let you in but you keep doing things that don't allow for me to let you in how's how do we get to the same place you know see I think a lot of guys just don't communicate well on purpose not on accident because they, if they have someone and they're like yo i i have this and i like this 
but also mm-hmm. like that, right? But they're like, damn, well, if I come in and I tell her like that, she's going to leave. And now I'm going to have to chase after something and I'm not going to be able to keep what I have right now. So the easier route is to just try to play both sides of the fence. However, from my experiences, it's like most women are like, yeah, but I have the same thoughts. I also like something else. Right, but the woman's not gonna do it because a lot of times, and again, speaking from straight facts, this is all like internet research. <laughs> the woman's mind. Um, open communication really does open up relationships a lot easier because you can both be having the same feelings, but yours from a male's perspective is coming from not necessarily like insecurities. I guess you could call it insecurities. Insecurities that you letting out this information is going to lead your current partner or your current situation to leave you. So you do what you want to do because you can still have both and you try to keep it separate. And it's, it's that way until you inevitably run into the situation where you've gotten caught or something happens or it just doesn't work out. Right. But having that conversation prior to would allow you to have one, at least give the other person the chance to say no. And then you can still rectify that situation because you haven't done anything. Most men are not going to do that. 99.9% of men are not going to do that. You're right. But there are <laughs> men that will do that. But. <laughs> but that is not an easy, easy conversation <laughs> to have. And that takes a lot, of, a lot of time and a lot of trust. And it takes a lot of trust from your partner. Again, backing up to like my dating experiences in Atlanta. So every once in a while, I'll just kind of go back to like just crazy things that have happened. So uh, case in point, um, I was in Atlanta got down there in 2006 so let's say 2007 me and my wife are like seriously dating like we're like we are together right Mm -hmm. um at the time she's working at she's working at a really nice high-end hotel right uh at the bar she's a just a the most beautiful woman i've ever seen in my life i still say it to this day she knows it which is why we have so many kids most beautiful woman i've ever seen in my life um, but she's also standing out because Atlanta is known for like a specific type of a female, right? Like when you think of Atlanta, you think like these beautiful black women, which that are there. My wife is a Hispanic woman. So there's just not that many around. So she's like, she's exotic in the way that she looks just anywhere. But like, especially then at that time, like she was the only person I've ever seen look like that in Atlanta the entire time I was there. And she's working at this hotel at the bar. So like every night she's like telling me like who's at the bar. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Of course he's hitting on you. Like, why, why wouldn't he? Like, yeah. who wouldn't, right? Like, that's was the point of being rich. That was about right. It. Yeah, right? Like, but, you know, the insecurities <clears throat> as a young, broke college student going against the best of the best at the time, you're just going to have to be like, yo, at some, like, at some point, you just might take the L. You just might take the L. It's going to happen. Like, yo, she told me stories of like, I was at the gas station, sitting at the car. So-and-so pulled up on me in a Bentley. I knew it was so-and-so because I've seen so-and-so all the time. And like, I shot that down. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, shot that down? <laughs> Do that. Nah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> shot that down. But again, 
that goes back to the conversation of like, yo, like you, you want what you want. And then like, she saw something in me that was like, no, like this is, this is what I want to be with right now. She's going to get a million shots and have to, you know, <clears throat> down all those all the time. Men on the other hand, other men, definitely not me. Um, someone shoots at me. Not as many times as she's going to, they're going to shoot at, at, you know, at her. So men take that as like an ego boost for them. And then you get into the situation of, oh, well, I like that too. So I should have this conversation, but ooh, what if, what if I don't, how bad can it lead to? And, and what situations can that lead to? So little tangent, but just wanted to give that tidbit of um, a little bit of backstory about who I am and tough times I went through dealing with uh, Atlanta 2007 and, and going forward until we left that godforsaken place. The devil's playground. The devil's playground. Welcome to Unhinged, Dio. <laughs> but to Josh's question, right? That is definitely maturity <clears throat> and a whole lot of communication. That's communication. And it's, there's this thing I was telling a friend of mine not too long ago. When I see a problem with my partner or with somebody that I'm dealing with, it, partner whatever when I see a problem right and I'm having a conversation I am having that conversation and I'm thinking to myself I'm presenting it well no matter how calm I am I'm presenting it well I'm giving you the information this is how I feel but then my partner says something it's like you know what I didn't think about that right there's a lot of times we get to the point where we don't even have the conversation we'll just hold on to certain things and with women cataloging it's not intentional I am not trying to sit here and live my life indexing moments to wait for you to do something ah! like <laughs> I, I don't want to do that right I want to love this person I want to get to know this person I want the good and the bad of this person and I want that to be mine like maybe I'm just selfish in that way and I think actually I think all women are like that we want that person to be ours we want to know we got good man we want to know that that's us and that's ours but to what he said like yeah, we're out here in the world. Yeah, we're going to see different things. Yeah, we're going to meet different things. And it's like, I like this, but I like that. For me, my personal experience. When I was younger, I wasn't running around cheating. I'm at a point in my life right now, and I'm not saying I'm running around cheating. And by no means am I saying that, but don't play with me. <laughs> don't play with me. And I mean that. Don't play with me. If I'm giving all this love and affection, I'm giving, I'm giving you the best that I've got. Right? And being taken for granted is a very, to me, it's a very selfish, very self-serving thing for any one person to do to another. And if I'm giving you the communication, I'm giving you the conversation, I'm telling you, hey, this is how I feel, and it becomes a repetitive thing, it's very easy to say, well, I'm just going to chuck the deuces and leave. But once you have a tethering to another person, a lot of times it's difficult. But you still want that. You still want that. You want to feel that 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 love and that companionship. And I think that's one of the part of the conversation that Steve Harvey was having on his show one day about why men cheat. It's the same thing for women. Yes, a lot of times it can be emotional, but we can cheat without it being emotional. For sure. For sure. We can do it. But it, it takes it takes a lot of communication. It takes the ability for me not to yell at you and for you not to yell at me. It might throw a couple of cuss words here and there. But for me to really try to understand that I'm looking at you and I'm seeing a black man. I'm still seeing a man. Be a man. 
what I'm saying? Don't cry, boys, don't cry. All that kind of stuff. That's what, <laughs> right? Girls grow up being taught about marriage or hearing about marriage or getting Barbie and Ken to get married. While y'all are here with Tonka trucks and motorcycles. Be, be tough. You're running around playing sports. You've been conditioned to be tough, be a man, be a boy. Men do this, men do that. And girls, it's, it's, it's different. Majority of girls, it's different. So we grow up expecting you to be. When a woman meets a man, right, and he's an attractive man, it depends on our level of attraction to you, right? So say I meet a guy and we're on a date, <laughs> right? A younger me would be like, what the hell is this? I am going home. A more mature me now, today me, is like, why are you doing that? And we're, I want to know, what is it? Why, like, why are you doing it? And even if I take the date out of it, sometime into it, it's like you're crying. It's like, to me, it's like, okay, you're expressive. All right, we're expressive. But a younger me is like, mm -mm, run right now. <laughs> so a lot of things take maturity. A lot of things take growth. But it's because our older you understands that a sensitive person is, <laughs> sensitive person who is showing their feelings in an appropriate time is okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I want to be with somebody who is expressive. I want someone. I've, I've dated guys before in the past, and they they cried or something, and it's just like, yeah. what did they cry at? At the house, at the movies, at dinner. Oh, I cry but, when I hear like certain songs. That's why I was asking. Well, you know, you know, traumatic experiences and stuff. You know? Traumatic experiences. <laughs> but I, I really. Yo, our mute, I'm not even going to our music. There's so many things that teach us a man is supposed to be girl, this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Around. Like, that's what you expect. You don't think you're going to see a guy that's sitting here crying, but then you get to know this guy and he is girl, right? And he's all of these things in between. And then you want him to show you your sensitive side. Yeah. Show you your softer side. Then you want him to show up. But it's like, if he does it initially, it's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. So it's, 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 it's a lot of, you have to mature, you have to grow, you have to, your communication, we say it all the time, we see it, it's so unbelievably important. Yeah, but it's the hardest thing. It, nah, it's the I, hardest was, thing. I was emotionally constipated for like years, bro, like years. I, no one would know if I liked them, hated them, nothing. But now it's, it's just like, I'm learning to it's okay to, you know, express certain things and feel hurt and express hurt. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know how to express that, like, or, or feel it. Like, when I feel hurt, it's like, I want to hurt something else because I'm hurt. You know what I mean? Like, or someone like, like, they should hurt too. You know what I mean? And instead of taking it out on someone or some object I try to you know just sit down and just give myself a few emotional minutes to move beyond what's really you know pushing me to be pissed off because sit you know if if you start misdirecting all that anger and emotional shit you got pent up you know what I mean like nothing good happens from that you know what i mean so it's it's I'm, I'm shit i'm still work in progress so i have a question for you right and it's because like i before the pandemic i was volunteering like a lot downtown and a lot of the guys <coughs> were, like, 
early 20s or mid 20s, right? Same attitude and mentality when it comes to how they deal with situations. So my question to you, when you were emotionally constipated, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure a part of you knew something, but you did you always take the same route and deal with it the same way? It's kind of like a two-part question. Did you always take the same route and deal with it the same way? And if you did know you could do something different and better, why didn't you? Like, what was stopping you? So two-part question. Did you take the same route? Why didn't you do something about it? I took the same route for years. And I did that because although I knew better, I knew I could still get away with what I was doing. You know what I mean? It wasn't a crime. I wasn't, like, committing crimes. I wasn't you know, physically hurting anyone or anything like that. It was just more so like I was immature and I was not willing to admit to being whatever, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I could be hurt, but I'm not going to tell you I'm hurt, but my actions would be those of a person who is hurt. Yeah. And more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh I used to, I used to do some of the dumbest shit because I was bored. And God is truly amazing because, Lord have mercy. Like, you know, I, I think that's a big part of early relationships in the twenties. Is that you're not, you're not trying to do things to hurt other people, and you don't recognize like how your small actions or even big actions can affect somebody else because you're still trying to learn like who you are. So even like getting burned, oh, damn, I did not want to use that term, getting burned, but <laughs> doing the same thing continuously. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> doing the same thing continuously. Okay. And getting burned metaphorically or physically for yeah. those of you who has happened to. Um, Yo, you're in your 20s, so you're like, listen, there's, there's a chance that I can change this up. But it's also a lot of it just comes out of boredom and miscommunication. And like, what if I flip this switch? Like, what happens? All right, I flipped it one time. What if I flipped it twice, three times, four times, right? Like, how many different ways can I ruin this? Or is this now going to lead to me being a better person on the outside or a worse person? And I really don't care what the outcome is going to be because I always feel like I got time. I have so much time to either make it better, make myself better, or I just simply don't care about what is going to be on the other end of this because you truly don't understand like how fast time goes in your 20s until you're on the other side of it and as soon as you get out of your 20s you're like damn my 20s are gone i did all this dumb stuff and i was so bored in my 20s and like they're gone now no no i'm not bored anymore right now i'm like i'm working right so now like oh i should be working <laughs> i should be like you know in a career where it's like you know at least 12 to 14 hours of my day are taken up whether it's with actual work or like just other things that are very important to you and you've wasted all this time just playing around with you know different switches and flips and, and trying different things or even doing the same thing and expecting different outcomes your 20s will really teach you that you wasted a ton of time and it doesn't really hit you to your 30s that's how i feel yeah, that that right there like you guys are epic right now, just FYI. Like between what both of you just said is the common denominator. Every time I volunteer and I end up around guys in their early 20s, mid 20s, it's the same thing, even in the military. It's the same thing, the same. I'm like, and to me, sometimes it's like, y'all can't be this oblivious. 
Like, come on. You cannot be this oblivious. Every time. I kid you not. Every time. Listen, man, you could you could talk to him, but you're not gonna get through. You kind of have to do it too. That's that's the sad part. It's like you, you almost have yeah. to go through it because you you do the other Without. side of it, like just just knowing it. And again, like you're talking to someone. I was like married by the time I was 25. Like I was already having a, a family. I had two kids at the time. Like these are things, and still, like you just still do dumb stuff. And that's not even out of boredom. That's just out of like I I know better, but I don't know what i'm doing at the end of this i don't know what the outcome is going to be your 30s really like really teaches you that yo all that it's got to go you know the crazy shit is you being that you were in a relationship that was very serious so early in your life and i hadn't gotten to even thinking about getting to that point until i got into my 30s Mm -hmm. which is nuts you know what I mean like I feel so far behind in terms of you know evolving in a relationship as an adult because there are a bunch of things that I just miss I don't grasp like as quickly as I should and it's not for the lack of not giving a shit it's more so like oh, this is how this shit works. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that because younger Josh was was more so like, oh, what'd you say? All right, cool. I'm out of here. And that's the last time you see me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're done. We don't got to do this. Older Josh wants to shit. Matter of fact, when I got to my early 30s, I'm still there, but, you know, but like when I had just hit 30, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to where I am right now, like I was still like acting like I was in my twenties and now I'm more like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, what am I, you know, like social media ruined a whole generation of people. And we don't talk about that enough. You ain't lying. We don't talk about that enough at all. Social media ruined a whole generation of, of, of people. And, and that that's what bled into um, the dating apps, right? Like Facebook blended into the dating apps, right? Like Facebook opens up the world. MySpace opened up a world. Black Planet opened up a world. Like all these things like opened up like worlds, right? That you had no idea because before it was like, what's, what's in front of me? Now it's what's everywhere. What's in these random cities, right? And even, you know, back then early on, they weren't used for dating, but that's what everybody I knew that was using them for. And not even necessarily like dating, but just like just a like trial and error. That was your yeah, trial and error. Yo, listen, bro. Like I saw Candace Parker win a national championship while I was at Cobalt Skill, right? So here I went. Let me shoot my shot, boy. Yeah. Yo, Candace. <laughs> he never respond. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like at that point, it was like I, I realized, like, yo, Facebook is a wild, it's gonna be a wild situation because I just DM Candace Parker, who wouldn't know me if I punched her in the forehead. You know what I'm saying? She's not gonna answer me. And that was perfectly fine. 
that was 50, like 50 shots, a 50 50 shots. And, and you know what? When I when I came back and I told my friends, like, yo, guess what I just did? They all laughed at me. Like I expect, I laugh too, because mm-hmm. I laugh at myself all the time. But it was like, what the fuck do you expect? Thought you about to hit you back? I'm like, nah, but just the fact that I was yeah. able to do it, you to know what I'm it, saying? Yeah. Like, and Facebook, like, like you said, uh, social media and like just being able to connect people to different parts of the world at a blink of an eye, it it shrunk everything in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Like everything's so much more accessible. That's why, you know, you got people, you know, unfortunately hurting themselves and, you know, hurting other people because everyone is accessible and everyone's so much more impressionable now that things have gotten shit out of hand, really. You know what I mean? And with with the, the what is it, the, um, the goggles, the Google joints, mm-hmm. the Oculus, and you know, all that wild shit that's going on. I mean, it's wild. It's, it's just like the, the virtual rape that this lady had, you know, spoken about before. I forget the, the lady's name, but yeah. that's some of the wildest shit I ever heard. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's like, it's fucked up, but can't you just turn off the headset and like, take or take it off you know what i'm saying like yeah but you think you you think about the type of person that is doing that there's sick people everywhere you know what i'm saying and yeah but early adapters for anything are going to stick around because again it's, oh, yeah. it's flipping switches it's, oh, flipping sure. switches. It's, it's like oh well this is happening to me in this situation yeah i could just take it off i could just unplug i could just turn it off but i'm here and i'm living in it so i'm experiencing it now that's an extreme case (laughs) but at the same time the audience that is in there right now is 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 that is the litmus test for what everything else is going to be right so that's what happens with everything that's new anything that's new like it's litmus test so you can have people like super into it i think about now like uh the oculus thing clubhouse like all these like new social platforms to go on to and express yourself, different ways to express yourself. Early to clubhouse into a club. Into a club. That yeah. shit gonna be real soon. I'm telling you, you're gonna be able to go in the clubhouse, yeah, on your Oculus. You're gonna be able to see all these fucking people. Yeah. Like yeah. in a room, like she gonna be like a big ass hookah lounge. But yeah, absolutely agree. Like for sure, for sure, social media has ruined an entire generation. Yeah pretty much raising that generation as opposed to the parenting um nothing against the parenting for some people but social media the external side of life is it's just doing what it was intended to do yes it is watching like all those documentaries on you know how they keep you addicted to it and then taking it away i mean i'm not on instagram anymore not on twitter not on really anything I used to use them a lot. I was excessive on there, but I kept all my profiles up. There's so like still go back and find my old stuff. Josh, I think you was following me for a while, bro. I, yeah. My Instagram page was wild, but a lot of it was like, it was wild in the sense of it was family stuff, but I was like showing like what my real life was like and like just showing like life stuff. And people were, 
they 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 enjoyed it because it was a break away from like just a bunch of just I don't know what I deemed as nonsense, but then a lot of it I spent so much time on it, just like joking around, trolling people, making jokes, which was great. But then like I hit my own wall in terms of like, well, yeah, I'm wasting time from the people that are like <laughs> right in front of me to do this and, and and to create media and create stuff for somebody else to laugh and joke about. I'm like, I don't want to give away that time anymore. But yeah. we'd been doing that for 15 years straight. So like it started with just y'all gonna be off for 30 days, 60 days, night, then just like, I just don't want to do that anymore at all. And now my my group chats are my social media. That's why I put everything. Because it's a small group of people. It's a lot of heavy stuff in there. So I hope it doesn't <laughs> get out. <laughs> people. Um, but yeah, like that's what I use for social media now. It's like my, my internal group chats. Because realistically, the stuff I was posting was just for the people that like, that 10 to 20 people I'd want to see it anyway, not to the masses. I spent too much time on it. But yeah, it, it ruined a generation. It honestly, it did. And I, I feel bad for um, a lot of people out there who were always looking for that, like looking for the one and always thinking like, oh, well, the one is still somewhere out there. Like what's in front of me now, I don't even care about because I have this whole yes. like, this whole sea of people that I can, I can find like, yeah. Okay. the one can be right in front of me but i'm gonna find something wrong with you because like i know that if i lose you like I there's another like, one a couple else. clicks away yeah yep, 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 yep. good old atlanta yeah that's tough mm. yeah i'm trying to get myself away from a lot more of it it's but it's every city like yo we say atlanta but it's everywhere literally like you you don't just you can't avoid it atlanta just has uh the perfect i would say has all the resources for you to be successful no matter who you are and what you are and like what you do because there's, there's, there's media out there there's like real <laughs> business out there mm-hmm. at the times just like you know your early early 2000s like stuff was cheap out there too it's not the same anymore right but you could be a server living in a high rise that shit is a dub now. Mm, server, you, you should live accordingly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, no disrespect to, to, to those, you know, who serve or anything. No, but I'm just saying, like, modest, modest living and simple living is, like, really, that's the shit to me. You know what I mean? Like, just, and I, I'm reminded of that every time I go to, like Dominica or Trinidad or Jamaica or, you know what I'm saying? Like you go to one of these, you go to a country that you enjoy spending time in, right? Like, and you go with a group of people. How simple it is for you to actually enjoy what's there. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're there, you're not thinking about, oh, I'm about to, I need these kicks. I need to get these Jordans, these Yeezys about to drop. You know, I'm, I'm about to scoop these NBA shorts. I'm about to go to the Nike outlet. Like, you watching these people drive cars that do not, them shits wouldn't pass the, the emissions test in, in America. You know what I'm saying? Years. <laughs> and, 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 and we over here, you know, 
flying around in, in, in spaceships and shit that drives itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's cool, but it's just like going to those places reminds you, like it kind of refocuses your, you know, your reality. It's like you're blessed to be able to do the things that other people only dreamt of doing. You know what I'm saying? Like your 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 modest life in America is extravagant if you took your same life and put it in another country. You know what I mean? So you know, living living in a simpler way is is really like that's the shit to me now. Like I I'm working on it. It's a work in progress, just like uh my emotional constipation. But yeah, yeah, we working on it. <laughs> and it's actually really really cool that you said that right because i told myself the exact same thing like i grew up like good before <clears throat> and to come to america be in the military do well whatever it is right every single time i love jamaica i'm trinidadian but i love jamaica i'm going to retire in jamaica probably if europe doesn't grab me which it probably won't they, they do too much um jamaica is going to grab me it's going to every time i go i rent a car i drive around <clears throat> and i can go from Mobe to Negril and nothing but the coast on my right hand side, the ocean. And I can stop at any point along there. And it's somebody doing something that I enjoy, right? So little simplistic things like that. When I go, I don't think about here. I don't think about here. And I love living here. I love what I've been rephrased. I love what I've been I've been afforded having lived here. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm not saying they don't horn everywhere. <clears throat> For you, Chad. I was like, let me Chad. <laughs> Brandon. Oh, that man, Chad. And I was talking to Chad before we were talking. But oh. <laughs> me and Chad were chatting before. But literally, chatty, like, chatty. And when I say horn, for those of you that know what horn is, you, you play the field, you play around, you horn, right? Like, there's something beautiful in the simplicity of life when you take away so much of this. I have a friend of mine, as soon as he wakes up, he gets on social media. It's the first thing he does. He picks up his cell phone. And I was telling him like, yo, how about if you devote the first 30 minutes to an hour of your morning to you? To just you, drink some tea, walk your house, take a shower, get ready for work. Do not touch that stressor, which is what your phone is a lot of times. Don't pick up the stressor because the things that matter the most are right there with you. And in that hour of, of finding your serene time in your space, then you jump into the world and what you have to do to survive. But it's his thing. Like he's on there. He's con video contenting. He's 39. And it's just, it's just like, you know, all the, these things that we deal with, all these stresses that we deal with, like this life that we live here as men and as women, just to tie back into the original conversation, like it is hard enough as it is. And we make it so much harder. We make it so much harder. And again, I'm not saying they don't horn everywhere, but we make it so much harder having to find someone to trust, having to find somebody that you want to travel with, having to find somebody that you you want to wake up to or you want to get off work and see or somebody that you want to cook for because you don't want to cook for everybody. I don't, at least. I don't want to cook for everybody. And finding somebody that you want to go learn to cook that meal for, to, to find somebody <laughs> for, it's hard. It's very, very hard, right? Mm -hmm. To find somebody you have no issues with them having your debit card. You have no issues with exchange of funds with no thought. Like 
I'm being one-sided. All these things that come with truly loving a person, all these things that come with having a true wholehearted relationship, to find it in a person in Atlanta, because I live in Atlanta. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I meet guys out there for you. (laughs) I don't doubt that it is, but these representatives are out here doing it. They are, they they have on their casket sharp out here. You know, that's why I really don't be mad when 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 women be taking money from niggas. Cause think about it. Because I'm just saying, like, you, like just just walk with me for a second, right? If I walk into any room that a lady's sitting in, and I'm Gucci head to toe, first thing I'm doing is buying a bottle, buy this, buy that. She's like, oh, he got it on him. Now you, you know how hard it is to act like you really got it on you? That might be your best fit. And it might be your birthday. That's the only reason you bought that fucking bottle. Now she thinks you are wealthy. And and if you can, you know, and if the thing is, if you if you have nice things because that's all you like is like really nice things, that's the perception that you've created. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're if you're leading conversations with copping and this and that, extravagant this and like what you think she's going to think? She's like, oh no, nah, he got it. Go get me, you know, I need a bag. No, I need this, I need that. Pay my rent, pay my you know what I'm saying? By the time you know it, you in the red because you you stunted so hard that. She spent that bread. It's over. It's a, a dub. It's over with. So what you saying that I lost a friend of mine because I made this very simple statement to her, right? Dude pays her rent, pays her car note, pays her insurance. I'm not asking her what she's giving up for it, but he dishes out money for her. And I don't know if she has feelings for him or not. She says she's good. He just does these things for her. You know, dope boy or not, whatever he is, he does these things. Hey, I'm minding my business. But like I told her, and I would tell any woman that's out there looking for that, keep in mind, you are selling yourself. So when you get treated like property, right? When you get treated like a car or a house, or when you get treated in for a better version or a newer model, check yourself at the door because you presented yourself as such. We lie to ourselves a lot of times thinking that I have the upper hand because this dude is paying my rent or whatever the case may be. Cool, have that upper hand, but don't have a backup plan. Don't have your contingency. I have no issues. And I'm not even gonna call it using because maybe he has it like that. Or even if it is his one birthday outfit because it's his birthday, he's making a conscious choice to step into this young lady's life and try to support her lifestyle. And vice versa, she's making a conscious choice to be a piece of property for this fella. So everybody's doing what they're doing, but recognize, huh? When Brittany walks in, Keisha walks in, and he decides he wants to upgrade that 2022 version of the BMW. What is it? A, 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 whatever class it is. I don't drive BMWs. Whatever it is. That, that Audi uh, Q5. We don't, we don't call it an M5. You know what I'm saying? You call it an M5. I, I was going to go with the Audi, but you know what? We'll call it an oh, No, nah, we, we can stick with the Audi. You know what I'm saying? Stick with the Audi. My bad. 2022 Audi premium quattro version of your 2018 version. You do not have the right to want to cut this man's tires. You don't. Ah, that contract. You, you know what she you know what she gonna do? She gonna put too much oil in her shit and he ain't <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, Matt, it was a great, great evening. Had a great time with y'all tonight. Thank you. Thank you to the, thank you all the representatives hours, out there. Hours. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do that to you. I wasn't gonna do that to you. Oh man, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Problem, but yeah, man, it's been no. real. It's, it's absolutely real. You guys are amazing. I love the thank you, y'all. I, I, I appreciate it more than I could I could explain because it gives me so much to take back to the home, so much to talk about, so much to like, even in my own relationship, so much conversation to have. And I had a good time at thirty eight years old of age. I, I did too. I'll be thirty nine in October, and. Part of the conversation that we just had about decision making and been going through phases, even though I know it, it's beautiful to hear it said to me because I'm one of those people, I guess I need to hear it again. It's beautiful to hear it said to me because I can, so I can imagine people like me who are looking for something, how it feels to have it said to them to just to like reassure you like, yo, some mm-hmm. of this stuff just is what it is and you just have to move accordingly. So I appreciate it. Fact. No doubt. I mean... Definitely gonna have some fun. I'm looking forward to, you know what I'm saying? 2022 version. Nah, I'm listening. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Forward to the future. That's all we could do. Moving onward and upward. And on that note, we about to we get out. out of here.